You're listening to the Island Church Podcast. If you'd like more information or to donate to this ministry, visit islandchurch.tv. Welcome to Island Church Online. And I hope you've enjoyed uh, the worship experience so far. I just want to say I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for your involvement, your commitment, your generous giving um, to help and minister to people in the Island Church community as well uh, to our local community. And uh, these, are, these are interesting days and there's so many things taking place and, and it's so rapidly changing. But you know what? God's word never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we want to look to God's word to help us to know how to live out life uh, in this 21st century crisis that we happen to be in. Today, I want to talk to us about faith over fear and how we can have faith and confidence and trust, how we can lean on God and not be overwhelmed with all the things that are happening in society today. How we can live out life with a sense of peace and security. We're, we're looking at a passage of scripture this morning that is, it, it, it's a basic, fundamental, and powerful passage that has to do with faith over fear. And it's where the Apostle Paul is talking to this young man, Timothy, someone who he has invested in, mentored, and he's encouraging him. The Apostle Paul is in prison, and Timothy has some fears and anxieties, and the Apostle Paul is exhorting him and helping him and speaking into his life on how to overcome fear. Here's what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and verse number seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This morning, I want us to see in a, in a biblical way, a biblical pattern of how we can overcome fear with our faith and our faith and our trust in God. You know, fear is a common reality. There are all kinds of fears. Uh, we, we have instinctive fears. We're born with these fears. A baby's born with the fear of a, of a loud noise that startles them. And we carry that into adult life as, as well. There are good fears. Uh, there are healthy fears, and they literally help to preserve our life. There's this wonderful, wonderful fear. It's called godly fear. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. To fear the Lord is not to, to cower or, or to, to be fearful that somehow he's going to harm us or hurt us. But it is, it is a fear that, that speaks of respect and awe. That God is the creator of the universe. He's the great I am. 
nothing is impossible for him. And, and yet he's the savior of my soul. And, and I have fellowship. He's my heavenly father. And I respect him. There's a sense of awe, just like my earthly father was a very godly man and I respected him and, 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 and had this sense of awe about him, but we were so close. We played ball together, we, we fellowship, we talked, we laughed. Well, I translate that to my heavenly father and there's this sense of awe, yet this is, there's this sense of, of fellowship and friendship with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But the fear I wanna talk to, talk to you about today is what the Bible refers to as a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And there are those times, and we all have faced it when fear is like a, it's like a wave that's trying to knock us down or, or to undermine us and even, even pull us out and pull us apart. That's not of God. Where, where does fear come from? Well, it's not of God. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So fear can come from our own hearts, our own minds. Uh, we can experience fear from from what we hear and experience and see in the world. And then of course we know our adversary, the devil. He operates and, and comes against us with this spirit of fear. He tries to magnify fear in our, in our lives. You see the enemy responds to fear the way the Lord responds to faith. And we know faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We believe God is, we believe God can, and we believe he'll do it for us. And so fear and faith are at war with, with one another. This is a day and age when there are so many fears and anxieties in light of COVID-19 and, and all the things that we're hearing and, 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 and through these different ways. Perhaps it's through the world. Perhaps it's in your mind. Perhaps the enemy's trying to magnify it. But there's this, this fear concerning our, our health. What, what if we get it? What, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to the United States? What's going to happen to the world? And, and not only is there the fear of this health crisis, there's this fear of the financial crisis that's happening. And, and so many has been affected because of the financial crisis. And then on top of that, there's this isolation. We're alone, we're separated from one another. And, and isolation is a, is a, it's a dangerous place for us. We have to guard our hearts and our, our minds because our minds can play out all these different scenarios. Well, how does the Bible teach us to overcome this spirit of fear? It says, God's not given us 
the spirit of fear, but of power. Power. That word power is the same word that's used in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 when Jesus said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's the word dunamis. And we get the word dynamite from that in our, in our English language. It's the dynamite of the Holy Spirit. The ability, the power that is, that is greater, that explodes fear away. I think of the Apostle Peter, how after uh, Jesus had been uh, betrayed and been arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane and led away to Caiaphas, the high priest, and Peter was outside in the courtyard and, and a young girl came up to him and said, you were with Jesus. I know you were with Jesus. Your speech betrays you. You're not, you're not from right here. You're one of Jesus' followers. And Peter, out of a spirit of fear, a heart of fear, denies that he even knows the Lord. He curses and denies that he knows the Lord. Yet we see this man just weeks later stand up on the day that the New Testament church was birthed, the church that all of us are a part of, the church of Acts, and he preached a powerful message. And he told them, he said, you're the ones that crucified Jesus and you need to repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that 3,000 people got saved that day. Now, what's the difference from the man who's denying that he knows the Lord, cursing and denying that he knows the Lord to a man that boldly proclaims to the same people that Jesus Christ is the way, truth, and life? It's this, he experienced, he experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. On the day of, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out. And Jesus had said, you'll receive power. And that power literally transformed his life and caused him to become a witness, caused him to be able to live boldly, not looking at people and circumstances and being a man pleaser, but he understood who he was in Christ. May we have a reliance on the Holy Spirit. If we've ever needed the Holy Spirit, it's today. And to pray, Holy Spirit, fill me fresh. Help me to, help me to think the way I need to think. Fill my heart, my life. Cause the Word of God to come alive. Teach me and lead me and guide me. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in my life. The Bible tells us this, that we need to ask the Lord to continually, Holy Spirit, continually fill my life. Be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. See, power, the power of the Holy Spirit is, is, what, is what gives us faith. It's what gives us victory over fear. Then the Apostle Paul goes on and he says power and then he says love. Now, what does love have to do with fear? 
There's a great passage of scripture, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. And it tells us this, perfect love casts out fear. Let me say it one more time. Perfect love casts out fear. I love the way one translation says it. It says, we have no fear of someone who loves us perfectly. You see, it's not my love for him, my perfect love for him. My response to this God who loves me is the same as the Apostle Paul. I love him because he first loved me. But it's not that my love can be perfect for him, but it's that realization, it's that revelation that his love is perfect towards me. And that perfect love, when I have that when I have that revelation of his perfect love, then it casts out fear. There's a sense of, of security. It's not based on performance, how good or bad I am. Uh, it's it's um, not based upon what I do, but it's based on the fact that he loves me. There's nothing I can do that'll make God love me more there's nothing I can do that'll make God love me less. He loves me perfectly. And that perfect love, when I, when I recognize it, when I accept it, when I say yes to it, walk in it, then it causes me to walk free from fear. It, it's, it's like this. You maybe read about or, or, or seen a documentary about a, a mom and uh, her child is attacked by, by some wild beast, let's say a bear or a mountain lion. And that mom just tenaciously goes up against that, that wild beast to rescue their child. Why? Because they're so brave? No, under other circumstances, they wouldn't do that. But because their child is endangered, they will do whatever they can to protect to save their child. It's that I love my baby and it causes there to be boldness. When we realize how much God loves us, that his love is perfect, there's a boldness, there's a confidence that comes to our life. And then finally it says this, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When I say sound mind, I'm not talking about the opposite of, of, of crazy, so to speak. But I'm talking about self-control. I'm talking about a transformed mind. You've heard me say often, if you want to change your life, you've got to change the way you think. And the way we think or should think is this, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, to have the mind of Christ. That we recognize that we've got to have a sense of right thinking and of self-control, of bringing every thought captive, is what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number five says. The only way we can do that is through, is through the power of the Spirit. Because we recognize in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How do we have self-control? By staying full of his Holy Spirit, by allowing the word of God to be in us, knowing faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible tells us this in Romans 12, one and two. It tells us that we shouldn't be conformed to this world, but we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How can we, how can we have a right mind and self-control and, and, and think the way that we're supposed to think? It's through the, it's through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. I understand that no matter where you turn, we're just being inundated with all the information of what's happening. There's 24 hour right now uh, information of what's happening around the world. And, and I encourage everyone to be informed. But I also recognize this, that we can be captivated and our mind can become so filled that we're drawn away and we allow all the information to create a fear and an anxiety. And that's not what God has planned for us. He wants us to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, that dynamite to overcome fear. And then that sense of love that we understand how much God loves us. So much he, he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross of Calvary. It's been said, how do, how do you establish the price of a commodity? By what someone is willing to pay for it. And God loved you so much that he gave his very best. And that perfect love, when we realize it, when we receive it, take hold of it, it casts out fear. And then, and then transformed by his spirit, by his love, transformed by his word to shut this all off and to take time and spend with God and build yourself up in the most holy faith through the spirit, through the word of God. Listen, God wants you. God has provided for you to have a life of victory in the darkest of days. When it's, when it's a difficult season, when, when we're walking through days like we are in, in, in this season of time, this is, when, this is when we rise up in faith. This is when, when we say, God, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Lord, I believe that with you, I am more than a conqueror through Christ who strengthens me. That if God be for me, who can be against me? That I don't have to live with the anxieties and the fears and the worries, but I can live in confidence, I can live in faith, and I can live in peace. That is my prayer for you. This is a time for us as a church to shine, and to, and to help others and to share with others the way we 
are facing this crisis and how we have confidence, it's through our God. And he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. I wanna pray for you this morning. And, and I recognize that all of us, there are moments where our minds may wonder but just how we can come back. We can cast all our burden on him because he cares for us. Before I, I pray for us concerning fear, let me ask you this. If you're watching today and you've never said yes to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he stands at the door and knocks. And if any man will open up, he'll come in and he will, he will fellowship. He, he'll, be, he'll be with you. And the Bible gives us, gives us some insight. It tells us this. It says that if we will confess with our mouth, the Lord knocks, we go to that door. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we will confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead that will be saved. We often talk about how we, we don't believe in easy believism, like I, I, I believe, therefore I'm saved. Well, that's a, that's a part of it. But, but the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, so I believe and I believe and I confess you're my Lord and my Savior. Lordship, I'm leaning into, I'm trusting, I'm giving my life, I'm surrendering. You're in control. A total giving of myself to the Lord. And I, I acknowledge that he's my Lord and my Savior and that God raised Jesus from the dead. The power of the resurrection. And now we are able to, to be reconnected with our heavenly Father through what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. If you've, if you've never opened that door, and made that declaration of Lordship and of Savior, I, wanna, I want to pray with you. This isn't a magical prayer. I just, I'm just praying. And if you will pray this in your heart, and if you will believe this, the Bible says that when we do this, we will be saved. And so would you join with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross of Calvary for my sins for my life. I recognize I'm lost. I open my life to you. Be my savior. Save me from myself and my sins. And Lord, save me and be my Lord. Be in control of my life. I believe by the power of God, Jesus was raised from the dead. And I confess you, Lord and Savior, forgive me of my sins. I commit myself to you by your grace and by your power. 
I want to live for you all the days of my life. Lord, I pray for those who need to rededicate their life. They've grown cold or distant. I pray that you'll draw people close to you this day. Lord, I pray for all of us as we live in this day when it seems like these waves of fear are coming against us from every angle, that we don't have to live overwhelmed and overcome, but through you, by your spirit and your love, we are able to be more than conquerors and we can rise above fear and we can live in faith and confidence and security because we know that God is in charge and that he is going to lead us in this and he's going to lead us through this. I pray blessing on every individual, every family member, our church family, our community, throughout our nation, around the world. Lord, we join with, we join with multitudes of people around the world praying that this virus will, will be stopped and that it will be eradicated. God, we're praying that you will provide safety, security, healing, and comfort. I love you, Lord. And I thank you for these moments that we've had together. Lord, I, I want to declare, and I always want to be careful to give you all the glory all the honor and all the praise. I pray these things today in Jesus' name, amen. I am so glad that you've joined us today. And if you've made a, a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're gonna hear in just a few moments what you can do to let us know and we would love to respond to you I encourage you to go to our website, to everyone, go to our website and, and see how you can help us respond to need as well as if you have a need and then the opportunity to be a part of a care community throughout our region. I pray God's blessing on you. And uh, we say it often, and I really believe it's more than, more than a cliche, but I believe the best is yet to come. God bless you. Peace. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks for listening to the Island Church Podcast. For more information, visit islandchurch.tv.